Hi there, welcome to another King's Daily. And great to be with you again as we work our way through the book of Psalms. We're in Psalm, uh, going to focus on Psalm 76 today. And this Psalm was uh, probably written to celebrate a victory um, of Israel over their enemies, God coming through for them, defeat of enemies and bringing peace. Um, but I want to focus in on some of the uh, verses, verse 7 um, through to verse 12, where it says this, You even you are to be feared. And who may stand in your presence when once you are angry? You caused judgment to be heard from heaven. The earth feared and was still when God arose to judgment to save all the humble of the earth. For the wrath of men shall praise you. With a remnant of wrath you will gird yourself. Make vows to the Lord your God and fulfill them. Let all who are around him um, bring gifts to him who is to be feared. He will cut off the spirit of princes. He is feared by the kings of the earth. If you notice there, um, in, in that language there, that four times the phrase um, that, that God is to be feared, the fear of God. I don't know what you think about when you hear that phrase, the fear of God. Uh, maybe you think about Nike's trainers. They've got, believe it or not, a fear of God um, label brand on one of their trainers. Um, do you think, maybe you think it's a bad thing, oh, the fear of God, should we be fearful of God? Or do you think it's a good thing? What do you think of most when you hear that phrase, the fear of God? Um, there's a couple, a couple of kind of common, I think, kind of uh, misconceptions or ways we might tip when it comes to this. One way would be, well, kind of God is my best mate. That uh, Almost a, a, not flippant completely, but you, I hope you know what I'm saying in that, a kind of, well, it doesn't really matter how I live my life. God is just going to you know, forgive me anyway, it doesn't really matter, and, and the flippancy almost with it, that God is my best mate, almost a kind of no fear of God. But then there's the other way that we can tip, which is this kind of unhealthy fear of God as well, that God is my worst nightmare. He's not my best mate, he's my worst nightmare, like God is this kind of evil tyrant, and maybe it drives us away from God, and that's not the, what the fear of God should do either. Um, and it's a common theme, the fear of God, in the book of Psalms. In fact, the whole Bible is a good thing. The Bible says in the Psalms alone that it leads to uh, living and walking wisely. It leads to experiencing God's goodness and God's closeness to us. And so verse 7, when it says, Even you are to be feared, and ends with, He is to be feared by the kings of the earth. This is kind of, I think what we see here is the fear of God as a response and it's a response to three things, I think, in this psalm. Number one, to God's greatness. In verse four, it says, you are resplendent, more majestic than the mountains of prey. There's a sense of God's splendor. And the word that's used here is the word we would use for light. God is um, glorious, a flame, if you like. There's a purity and a holiness about God. And we'll get to that in a minute. But I think, of again, we go to Jesus for to know what God is like. And we see there that when Jesus is in the Mount of Transfiguration, he takes three of his disciples up onto the mountain. And there it says he was transfigured before them. He changed and they started to see this glory, this shining out, the presence of God, um, white as light. And then got the voice of God comes and the response from the disciples is they fell face down, terrified. And again, when you look at the Rev book of Revelation as well, John's um, vision of Jesus there. There's a sense of the greatness of God, the awesomeness of God, the purity of God, the power of God, and this sense of woe, woe. 
And I think this leads us to the next bit, which is the second response, which is to God's holiness, the fear of God as a response to God's holiness. Uh, who may stand in your presence when once you are angry? It's right that we should feel that way when it comes to God. God is pure. God is perfect. That God should judge sin and evil in the world. When we look at the things in the world that are wrong, it would be unloving of God not to judge those things. But that means us also. And when Isaiah has this vision of God in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1, you can read it from there, Isaiah chapter 6, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. His response to that is, as this vision of God is, I'm undone. I'm a, I'm, I've got unclean lips. I know my heart. I know I can't stand in God's presence. A.W. Tozer, who uh, one writer from a number of years ago, said, from where does the true fear of God arise? From the knowledge of our own sinfulness and a sense of the presence of God. There was this fear of God in Isaiah. There was this fear of God in the disciples as they saw Jesus for who he was, the holiness of God, the greatness of God. But also the fear of God shouldn't lead us to go away from God, but actually to press into him, to God's saving grace. That's the first, that's the third response I think we see here in this psalm. This, he's, verse 9, he saves the humble of the earth. See, knowing we can't stand before God in, on our own achievements and our own um, holiness leads us to our knees, it humbles us. And Psalm 85 verse 9 says, Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him. And Luke 1.50 says, His mercy extends to those who fear him. And again, Isaiah 6, this, this vision that Isaiah has, it says that the angel took a coal from the temple, from the altar, um, the place of sacrifice, and touched his lips and says, You're forgiven, you're forgiven, your sins are forgiven. And again, we see it in Jesus on the cross when he is, he's got these, this, these two criminals either side of him and one of them is mocking him and the other one is saying, Have you not got any fear of God? before your eyes as it were do you not fear God and he's in his in any he cries out he says Jesus remember me when you come into your kingdom this sense of mercy that led him to salvation his mercy extends to those who fear him he saves the humble of the earth and rather than um the 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 the, the healthy fear of God rather than pushing us away from God actually causes us to lean into God for mercy and grace. He saves the humble. Those who go, yeah, I haven't got it all together. Yes, I do need mercy. Yes, I do need forgiveness. Yes, I do need your grace. Right fear does not stand in tension with love for God, writes Mike Reeves. He's written this excellent book called Rejoice and Tremble, which is on about the fear of God. Again, if you want to read more on it, recommend it. And he says here, right fear does not stand in tension with love for God. Right fear falls on its face before the Lord but falls leaning towards the Lord. It encounters, and when we do that, we encounter his love and mercy and grace as the greatness of God and the holiness of God brings us to our knees before God to humble ourselves before God and actually encounter more of his presence because of his grace towards us. That's what he does in Christ. And my prayer today is that the true fear, the clean fear of God, the healthy fear of God, leads us to lean away from sin but lean towards God and his wonderful mercy and grace in Jesus. Bless you loads. I hope it's been helpful. Take care. Bye.